With the global pandemic weakening local economies around the world, municipal governments are spending more than ever before on improving their website and driving traffic to it, and with good reason. For a city, their website is where corporate decision makers and site selection consultants start their journey when investigating communities and assessing where to expand and invest. Therefore, an engaging and informative city website can be the difference between job creation and economic struggles. I am your host, Mike Lake, and in today's preview, I will be speaking with Dave Parcell about how his company, Local Intel, has developed highly sophisticated data tools to showcase a city's strengths and create the jobs of tomorrow. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, president and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome, Dave. Uh, thank you so much for coming. For our listeners, Dave Parcell is the co-founder and CEO of Local Intel, a company that has developed award-winning online economic development data tools that cities can add to their websites to showcase their strengths. Now, before we dive deeper into what is Local Intel and, and what is it that you do, I'd love to step back, Dave, and, and just get your perspective on what do you see as a major challenge facing cities in, in the world uh, or society over the next five, 10 or more years? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, it's a good opportunity to have, to have a speak, uh, have a chat to everyone. So I think the, from our perspective, the biggest uh, challenge is going to be, um, I guess, uh, spreading opportunity more evenly amongst uh, communities and cities uh, of different locations uh, across the world. Uh, so clearly, you know, what we've seen in, uh, you know, in, in recent years, re recent decades is a grav uh, sort of gravitation um, uh, towards talent moving towards the, the big cities. And, um, you know, with the changing economy, with the knowledge economy growing, especially in the Western world, um, that has also meant that, you know, we've seen decline of, of, of traditional sort of manufacturing and that sort of uh, secondary tier type jobs, growth of tertiary tier knowledge jobs, and a gravitation, as I said, towards those those big cities. And what that has meant is a bit of a hollowing out of uh, jobs and opportunity in many of our regional areas and smaller communities. And uh, moving off into the future, you know, I see the opportunity to harness those same forces which are changing the economy for good to bring more opportunity and equality. Uh, to smaller communities across regional Canada, regional US, regional, uh, you know, Australia and <laughs> New Zealand, so that um, so that there can be more, um, I guess, um, you yeah, know, more growth, more opportunity, more wealth, and just and all the socioeconomic impacts that flow from that, uh, fed back into our smaller communities. And and. I mean, clearly the world is facing a global pandemic. Uh, it has had devastating impacts on, on local economies, um, record numbers of people who are unemployed. What do you see as, as the recovery post COVID-19 and, and creating the jobs that you're speaking of? Well, we're sort of seeing right now, I don't know if you've heard of the, the term Zoom towns, but um, 
so what we're seeing is you know driven by obviously the uh, you know by the pandemic is uh, I guess the speeding up of a trend that was sort of already happening around the growth of remote working or semi-remote working. So this links a little bit with you know what I was just saying the the um, the you know the technology and the the um, around um, enabling more types of roles to work uh, remotely, you know, is 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 really being put on uh, on steroids on, on turbocharged during during COVID. It, but it's not just the technology; it's also an acceptance by um, corporate leaders, by middle management, um, to understand that hey, we actually can work efficiently as a company with a distributed workforce. And, you know, there's there's a lot that needs to happen uh, for people to realize that there's obviously the technology challenges. But there's also things like trust and there's also things like realizing, trying to work out what elements of the business we can really accommodate. And then there's the upsides well around savings for businesses that are encouraging their their, uh, their community to work uh, or their, their employees to work to work remotely. So I see this as. Um, a trend that will only continue even once you know the, the pandemic is largely behind us and uh, and I think that will be a trend for the better because once again the more people you can you know, get moving away from Silicon Valley away from the big cities this flight from the big cities that we have actually seen you know that's not going to you know there will be a turnaround to a certain extent cities are still going to be the the engines of our economy and the engines of our society but uh, there's going to be a lot of people working in a lot of smaller cities distributed through the country, which I think is fantastic. Fantastic. It will help uh, smaller uh, communities recover faster. It will bring smart people to those communities who will, you know, um, potentially enable new businesses to uh, open up in those locations, whether directly or indirectly. I think it's a very, very exciting time. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, back in my days in the Clinton White House, one of our mantras was the best social program is a good job. And uh, that will always be the case. You know, it's whether it's providing the dignity of uh, that work offers people or the, the resources they need to, to live a decent life. Um, what local Intel is doing is is really creating that opportunity within uh, cities. So tell us a little bit more about how local Intel works and and uh, I, I want to hear also um, about how you started local Intel. Why you started? Yeah, well back in, um, well I guess my background uh, zigzagged around uh, a little bit um, but um, you know after some time in the military and finance I uh, really sort of was keen to do more Get more out of my role, so uh, my job. So I went and worked in local government, and um, sort of stumbled into an area called economic development, which is a, a pretty big deal for for local government and you know, state government as, as well. And um, after some time, after a, a decade in, in local government, some time in consulting, um, I was lucky enough to, to uh, meet and marry my wife and, and move to North America. And, um, you know, I was waiting for my visa to come in and uh, so I had a fair bit of time on the couch and it was then that the idea for local Intel sprung up. And it was really uh, founded on a simple premise that every community, every city, every small town, every village should have the opportunity to access world-class technology, not just the big cities, but even the smallest ones, mm -hmm. to, really, uh, to really get online and uh, be able to promote, identify and promote what makes their 
their local economies and their communities special to do one of three things. Um, that is either to attract new uh, investment and businesses from outside and bring them in, to either support existing businesses to help them adapt to the changing times or to help new businesses grow. And with, you know, with uh, technology increasing, with the role of the, the internet increasing, um, you know, a lot of small communities just didn't have the ability to do that. So Local Intel has created a catalogue of online economic development tools. Think of them as widgets or plugins. Um, and each of these elements of this catalogue do a different thing that, um, that a town or a city would, would want to do when it comes to promoting their economic development. So that was simply the idea. And um, since 2016, we've been developing out this, uh, this catalogue with, um, been, uh, I guess, growing bit by bit. You know, we started off working with a small number of communities in, in Alberta, Canada. Uh, as the company's grown, so have the communities we've been, been working with. And I'm proud to say that, you know, our smallest community is a village of less than 500 people. And some of our biggest clients include Texas Economic Development Corporation, Enterprise Florida, Washington, D.C. Economic Partnership, the city of uh, cities of Seattle, Cleveland, uh, you know, Chambers, New Orleans, Indy, and all manner in between across, you know, 24 different U.S. states and, and eight Canadian provinces. So it's definitely been a, a, a whirlwind and I'm, you know, uh, super proud that uh, we're off to a, a strong start and, uh, and helping a lot of communities with their economic development efforts. And when you talk about helping a community with the local economic development, obviously uh, communities do have someone on the city's payroll or town's payroll or whatnot whose responsibility it is, whether specifically defined or not. But this is really not just about that person within a community. It, it's about the whole community. It's about, like we said earlier, about the jobs that are available, the the taxes that are, are coming in and the, the resources that those generate. Um, I mean, right now we see, again, with COVID-19, with meals taxes and occupancy taxes and all of these uh, revenue streams for, for communities uh, drying up. Uh, the, the need for local economic development is ever more important. And uh, just to provide those basic ser uh, services that we need, whether it's education or emergency response systems, et cetera, et cetera. So um, tell us, how, how do these widgets, how, do they, how does this work? You know, how, how does a city or town or village, as you say, actually uh, leverage what local intel is offering? Mm. So in short, uh, a city or chambers um, or a economic development corporation's website is one of the most powerful tools that they have available like every organization is strapped for cash um, mm -hmm. particularly now you know uh, uh, you know with covid really impacting uh, revenues coming in but even in normal times like every organization is strapped for cash and their website is a very powerful tool in which that they can uh, as i said um, use it as a marketing tool to really promote to the world you know what is great about their community you know who they are why their location is the right place for a business to you know, locate, start, grow and prosper. It's, so it's a great marketing tool. It's also a great communication tool in which um, they can you know, provide certain information to help local existing businesses or young entrepreneurs to find answers to the questions that they need, whether it's to you know, better understand what's happening in the world and in the economy around them, how to navigate certain red tape, 
you know, how, maybe even just basic questions like I've got this great idea, you know, how do I, uh, you know, where do I start if I want to start a business? What do I do first? What's the first 10 steps? Who do I talk to? And the website is a great place because there's three types of people out there when it comes to businesses. There's those that are just, um, you know, just, just uh, too busy or too uh, shy perhaps initially to want to talk to anyone or they don't have time to talk to anyone. What are they going to do? They're going to go online, okay? Um, so that's why a website uh, is really important. There's going to be those that perhaps at the other end of the spectrum that don't want to talk to any, uh, don't want to go online. They want to talk to someone. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. They can pick up the phone. And then there's you know generally everyone else, which is sort of halfway in between. So if you think about what's an efficient way that a city or an organisation um, can do a you know have a single channel that talks to many many people, and clearly it is their their website. Okay, so. Uh, as I said, economic development revolves around three different things. It's either marketing your place to try and attract investment. Um, it's either um, you know helping your existing businesses or trying to start new ones. That's the simplest way of looking at it. And the website is a critical tool to do each of those. So if in different parts of your website, you have the ability to talk to each of those audiences. And there may be some organizations that are completely focused just on the marketing side of things. So we've got a bunch of widgets and tools that are really built around, okay, we know that your audience is corporate, executive decision makers, uh, site selectors, and what have you. We know that they're interested in certain things uh, when they're making investment decisions about, you know, what's uh, the accessibility, transportation, logistics, what's the, uh, the, uh, the the economic health of the area look like? Tell me a little bit about your workforce and, you know, what makes it special, uh, your quality of life. So we know that those sort of more corporate type decision makers want to know certain things. So, um, you know, a, a, an economic development corporation or a city has a choice. They can either try and work all that stuff out and create it all themselves and, pull it all together and have have someone keep it all up to date, try and make it look, you know, pretty and all that. And that's extraordinarily time consuming, um, you know, not just to set up, but just to maintain. So the other option is they can come to us and they can say, they can work with us in a very sort of side-by-side way and say, look, here's our target market. Here's who we're targeting. Um, and we'd really like some help identifying what makes our community special, our competitive advantages, and then we want to be able to um, communicate that on our website alongside, you know, the traditional stuff like a nice photo and a video, so they can come and pick uh, with our help whichever widgets or tools that they want, um, and we they just beautifully insert in uh, very quickly. Most of our tools are completely automated. Then all of a sudden they've got this beautiful powerful online visualizations with the sole purpose of marketing what makes their community special and one of the interesting things i mean i know that mike we talk a lot about politics but you know um you know i think one of the common factors whichever whichever end of the spectrum that you sit on that i think everyone experienced in the recent election was getting onto your favorite online media website and going to one of those uh, electoral maps that they had on their website where you could click around, whether it's the red, whether it's the blue, yeah. uh, whether it's the state, whether you want to look, drill down to the county. And I don't know about you, but I spent a huge amount of time on those, you know, whether it was, you know, the, the Wall Street Journal, whether it was New York Times, whether it was CBC right. or something like that or BBC or who knows. They all had these interactive electoral maps that you click around and find. Why do they do that? Two reasons. One, it's a, those visualizations on their websites are a great way to communicate a lot of information. But more importantly for these media outlets, it keeps people engaged on their website. And why does that matter to them? Because um, 
they can turn around to the advertisers and charge more money for advertising. It, so our tools work exactly the same way when it comes to trying to market locations. You put them on the website and people just love engaging with them. You know, we've got all the, the analytics to prove it. And the longer that someone spends on a city website learning, you know, all these wonderful things about, you know, what, what makes it a great fit for a business, the more they're learning about a community. Mm. And that is just absolutely essential. So, you know, so for us, it's not just about sort of creating these widgets. It's also about creating tools that increase engagement and sell that message about what makes a community big or small special. So that's an important point. I mean, it's not just about attracting a business uh, to your community, as important as that is, but it's also about that indoctrinating them into the community, having them be aware of of what it means to be a member of that community, whether it's the services that are available to them, the opportunities that exist, the talent pool that's around, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. Um, now, when you talk about a website, and I know we only have another minute here, um, it is not easy capturing people's attention, and especially in this day and age. I, I read somewhere that it's about 50 milliseconds before somebody mm -hmm. has, has uh, formed an opinion about, about your website. And, you know, the average person is on, you know, you hold their attention for about eight seconds. Mm -hmm. um, so with that in mind and and knowing that that things aren't um, slowing down, let's say, what what does it look like? You know, take us five, 10, 25, whatever years down the road. Local mm -hmm. Intel is is in cities everywhere. How does this change the way people engage or or see their city, et cetera? Yeah, so in short, it means that there's a couple of different ways to answer that. One is um, financial pressure on cities is only going to get, um, you know, is only going to increase. So basically, that having technology solutions, particularly, you know, what we call software as a uh, service solutions, you know, cities will be harnessing more of those to do more with less, um, to do a better job with less resources. So, for example, uh, with tools like ours, it means that, um, you know, it'll be a more affordable way that even you know smaller communities um, can get their message out and do things that perhaps they wouldn't be able to do completely on their own. So in other words, they partner up with with advanced technology companies like us to to help um, you know in in achieving those economic development goals that they have. And that leads to the second thing, which is greater equality and opportunity for cities um to um to get their message out there so it shouldn't just be the big cities with the big budgets that can um you know try and capture the attention of you know new businesses um perhaps you know uh, foreign businesses even um to potentially look at their location to start and grow a business okay how does it how do these tiny cities in the heartland of america are these smaller cities so um you know what we're uh, really hoping for is that uh, our technology can help drive more opportunity for these small communities which in, in turn will hopefully generate more jobs good paying jobs uh which in turn will generate greater um greater um i guess economic equality across uh across the country and um and hopefully spread you know spread that opportunity across the country rather than just in you know the big city hotspots that has been the trend in recent decades well that that's important for every size community and dave i know that our time goes by so fast but i want to thank you for your time and sharing that 
with all of us. Um, it's incredible work you're doing. It's it's so foundational to the success of any community to have that economic development, that strong economy, the jobs available to people, the resources through taxes or uh, support services, et cetera. I, I just want to make sure we give our listeners an opportunity to to learn more. How might they do so? Yeah, the best way to do that is just go to our website, www.ecdev.org. So that's uh, ecdev.org. Um, and, uh, or you can just type in local intel into your Google or your favorite search engine and it'll be right at the top. Have a look around. There's, uh, you know, we lead by education. There is an incredible amount of case studies there. And, uh, and of course, you know, everything else that you'd need to know. So I encourage people to, to have a look and, um, yeah. Perfect. Well, we can't thank you enough for the work that you're doing to make our communities more equitable, uh, stronger, more resilient. Um, it's been an honor for us to have you on, and we look forward to hearing more of your success in the future. Great to chat, Mike. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. In addition to thanking our guest, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.